It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. God bless you all. God bless you. God bless you, Apostle. Um, the call's not uh, started yet. Um, um, even though this is being recorded right now, but uh, just a few moments. How's everybody this evening? Pretty good. And you? Great, great, great. I'm good also. <laughs> when we start, uh, Prophet Bahadi, would you, uh, when we start, would you uh, pray, please? When yes, we I will. We start uh, on call. Um, God bless you. Um, well, it's eight o'clock, and we welcome everybody to the Apostles Roundtable tonight. And we thank God even for uh, those of you that are on the call. And we're going to have uh, Prophet Bahati to um, uh, give thanks and praise and, and uh, intercession uh, unto God at this time. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father God, we just thank you on tonight. Lord, we thank you for your power. We thank you for your presence. And Father God, as we come on the Apostles Roundtable on tonight, for those that are not on but will be coming on later, God, we ask that you give them traveling grace wherever they may be. And for those that are on the line, Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for keeping us all day long, God. And we thank you that we're able to tune in on the Apostles Roundtable on tonight. Because, God, we know that without you, Father, we would not be possible. And, God, we thank you for all that you have done for us on today. We thank you, God, for what you're going to do for us. And, God, as we come on the roundtable on tonight, we ask that, Lord, that you word our mouth, God, that we won't uh, say things, God, that are not edifying to you or edifying to the body of Christ. And, God, we ask that your presence come and that your anointing come and that those that have come on, God, that we will be spiritually fed. And that, God, whatever is said on the line, Father God, we will take it. And not only will we take it, but we will apply it to our lives. And, Father God, and we just thank you on tonight because you alone are worthy of our praise. And we thank you because you, God, are holy. And we thank you, God, because you are amazing, God, because you're an awesome God. And we love you on tonight because you first loved us. And, Father God, we just give you praise and we give you honor. And we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you, um, Prophet. Amen. God bless you, uh, Elder Shane. Um, again, we're here at the uh, round table, and uh, it's been a great uh, week, a great evening. 
uh, I'm so glad um, that uh, we can come together and share some kingdom things uh, on this call. And um, tonight I want to talk about um, some things concerning impartation and um, activation and release. And I want to share a passage of scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7, that says, So that you come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus uh, Christ. And um, I'm going to talk very slow here because I'm going to wait for some others to come on so that I you know, don't have to back, go back and forward. Uh, oh, we always have uh, uh, Daisy on the call, Elder Shane. Yeah, she's in the back okay. room. <laughs> uh, so, last night, Amen, Prophet Bahati, we had a um, guest revivalist to come into the ministry. And we started about 7.15, and uh, I think the service probably was over at 11 or 11.15 or whatever, and God moved mightily uh, in there. There were uh, many uh, signs and wonders, amen, uh, in our midst, and, you know, revelatory uh, prophetic utterances, and... uh, healing and uh, powerful word, you know, there was joy released in the, uh, uh, amongst the people of God last night, and I had a concern, amen, today, uh, I was telling the Lord that I don't want, I do want everybody to uh, go forth in the fullness of their call and uh, ministry. Don't want anybody to be left behind in what God has no purpose for them to do. And, of course, this passage came uh, to mind. So one of the things, amen, that um, is happening in the background, uh, as you know, um, Elder Shane, Prophet Bihadi, that there's a conference here in July. But um, I was at a pastor's home um, this week, and uh, we're going to be... sharing and talking about, in the month of October, a consecration and affirmation or affirmation consecration service where we're going to lay hands, um, where there will be acknowledgments, activation, and release of people uh, in their calling giftings. There's going to be pastors present and uh, various prophetic uh, gifts and uh, other giftings that is there, um, and uh, we believe that God is going to uh, show his uh, approval and um, his grace and love to those that are going to participate, because one of the ways that uh, his handiwork moves upon people is through laying on of hands, through impartation, through, of course, the Word of God. And so, you know, we want to uh, 
do that in the month of October. We haven't set a date yet. And uh, Prophet Bahati, if perhaps, for example, um, in July is a, not a good time, perhaps in the fall may be a better opportunity, amen, for you to um, come this way. Uh, so I want to talk about, you know, impartation and uh, learning the way of the Spirit of the Lord uh, in the midst of our services and moving and flowing in the uh, in the midst, uh, flowing, following the leading of the Spirit of God. So if I ask the question, amen, tonight, you know, what's impartation? Um, what um, What would you say or share? And right now it's just us that are on the call. What's impartation? Uh, am I muted? Uh, am no. I on? Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I maybe no, I was muted. Impartation isn't that uh, when uh, leadership affirms the gift or the office and prays that the uh, individual would uh, fulfill his role in that position. Okay. Okay. Um, Prophets? I um, kind of go along with um, what um, uh, Minister um, Shank is saying. I guess it basically means to to give, to give, or to give over, uh, to share. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To give, no, to impart, to give to to um, uh, to to, um, those that, for instance, like uh, an apostle, if you're an apostle and and you you give, you give the anointing or give what you have, you impart that into someone else or you give that to someone else or, I mean, to bestow, to give or to bestow something onto someone. Yes. Yes. And so um, um, not, of course, everything that... uh, uh, is in you, but it's uh, it's transference. It's transference to what God desires to impart. And the key in this is activation. The key in this is activation for greater greater um, uh, clarity, insight, revelatory uh, understanding, hearing, uh, movement, and uh, moving in power, and with a greater awareness and assurance of the uh, Lord's ability. Amen. Upon uh, your life and upon your call, and so um, we thank the Lord, Amen, uh, for that. We thank God, Amen, for um, those of you that are here uh, from Indiana. God bless you. Is this uh, Elder Earl, Pastor Earl? Yes. Yes. God bless is. you. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Great. There's someone uh, from Northwest Indiana. Is that someone with you? Uh, yeah. I am in my car right now, but the Hicksons are probably on. Oh, hey, man. God bless you. Uh, um, to the Hicksons? This is Pastor Hickson. I'm on my cell phone. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you um, uh, very well. 
we're, we're talking about uh, impartation. We're talking about the fact that in October we're going to uh, have a um, affirmation consecration service, um, a time of um, laying on of hands, ministry, um, activation and release uh, of uh, various ministry gifts. There's going to be pastors and um, the prophetic, uh, uh, various ministry gifts amen, that are going to participate. So uh, I was sharing that, and I was saying, we were talking about what impartation means. What does it really mean biblically? And uh, a few have uh, commented on that. Um, and then I wanted to talk about how to, um, it, for the last couple of weeks, it's been on my mind to um, begin to, you know, teach, say, talk about learning the way of the Spirit. The learning the way of the Spirit, uh, to follow His leading, To <clears throat> the words used today is to flow with the Spirit. It's actually to be led of Him. And so I wanted to discuss that tonight and the importance of it. Uh, so anyone can uh, um, share or talk about that. So what's your feeling about impartation, if I could say Pastor Hickson? What is the impartation? Uh, what comes to your mind about that? What I kind of visualize is, is actually what you just said by um, the laying on of hands uh, by the presbytery, as, as the Bible states it, that whatever gift God has has meant for you gets activated by uh, this process of laying on of hands and prayer. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think it reminds me of um, David. He was already called, but when uh, the prophets poured oil on him, it sort of made it official, so to speak. Yes, yes. And um, spiritually, for some reason, when we, um, when this is done, people begin to uh, have greater greater clarity, mm-hmm. revelatory understanding. They're able to hear, walk in confidence uh, in the Lord. Uh, and uh, they begin to function and flow the power of the uh, of the Lord, and um, I think it's necessary for uh, some uh, here, uh, and of course everybody's invited to come to this. It's going to be in the month of October. Um, I have, for example, a uh, particular woman of God in the ministry now who uh, went through this, and um, it's almost like overnight, you know, uh, God just uh, blessed her, and of course. A lot of it has to do with people's desire, hunger, thirst, their passion for Christ, their passion for more of Him, and to uh, fulfill, you know, their uh, God-given call. I read the Scripture in First Corinthians one and seven about, you know, it's, uh, Paul said he did, desired no one to come behind in their gift as they waited for the uh, revelation of coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I am one uh, that believes that people that are called uh, into ministry, called into uh, the kingdom of God in the body of Christ, ought to be functioning. 
they ought to be identified, they ought to be uh, recognized and equipped, you know, to go forth uh, to perfect what God has called them to do and to uh, be of value and add to ministries and be of value and and add to the uh, glory of God. Um, Pastor, are you there? Yes. Any comments or... Um, on on the impartation, uh, uh, the laying on of hands stirs up a gift, and you can also uh, give your gift, uh, such as when the disciples pl- placed placed their hands on uh, um, people and they received the Holy Spirit. Yes, 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 and. Um... Uh, it's it's uh, necessary. I saw some people um, last night. Uh, his hands were laid on them. Uh, you could just see the uh, glory of God on them, and uh, you know them just coming alive in uh, in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, uh, as I observed our the ministry last night, was um, um, the understanding of following the leading of the Holy Spirit. And being led of him and learning the way of the Spirit, uh, I got a remark, uh, a comment today, and I'm going to, I'm going to share this, and uh, you all can comment if you desire. But um, the man of God was—I uh, don't know what that is. The man of God was uh, moving forth in ministry, and one of the people that worked with him. Um, heard what the Spirit of the Lord said, and they they spoke it out. And then he let them pray for the individual. Somebody thought that that was out of order uh, uh, because uh, the week before I saw a prophetic gift ask permission of the pastor, is it okay to say what they felt like the Holy Spirit was saying? So in one week, I saw somebody asking permission of the man of God, is it okay to speak and say what the Holy Spirit said? Last night, they worked uh, the set ministry and the prophetic gift, uh, worked so closely in hand that there was no inhibition, and they worked in agreement and together uh, uh, as the Lord uh, would move them. And somebody thought that that was out of order, that nobody should uh, just blurt out what um, they think God has to say. I hope I've described this uh, all right, but I know at least two people on the call were there last night, uh, at least I think at that particular time. If you understand what I said, amen, we're talking about at this time learning how learning the way of the Spirit, learning how to be led of the Spirit, what do you have to say or comment or remark about that? The two different styles or ways that the prophetic gift work with the set ministry. Well, the the person who spoke out apparently was not out of order with the the leader at that time because they worked closely as a team and since they do work closely as a team, there is 
there is a feeling of comfort, being in a comfort zone with the individual. So I'm sure that that's what was the case there last night and that uh, this was a natural uh, way of communicating between the two of them without interfering with the uh, move of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Any other any other comment about that? Should a prophetic gift uh, in a said ministry have to get it okay from uh, the pastor to share what the uh, Holy Spirit is saying, or is that just a teaching, or is that a, uh, a realm or level of uh, of trust and teaching and training in the ministry that has to be developed? Um, I was at a large, well-known ministry, and what I experienced there is this particular woman was um, on the pulpit, but sort of a a section off. I'm not sure who the other people were up there. But the pastor was a little bit of a distance from her. And as is normal, or to be expected when there is a prophetic utterance, this hush kind of comes over the crowd, and that's what happened this day. And no one, including the pastor, said anything. But she began to speak to interpret what whosever tongue it was. But okay. the pastor was aware of who she was, which was why she was sitting up there and not in the congregation. And he uh, backed up what she said, or he gave her uh credibility of of who she was. My other thing is that I think that I believe that since God is a God of order, if there is a true prophet with a true word from God in the audience that nobody knows, the pastor doesn't know, I believe that the pastor's discernment, or as you're saying, following the Holy Ghost, I believe that the Holy Ghost would let the pastor know, let this man speak, let this woman speak. And without that, then I think uh, they, the person should be quieted and then speak to the pastor in private. Okay, okay. Uh, last night in our situation, uh, the uh, said ministry and the uh, prophet or uh, prophetic intercessor, I think she actually is, uh, they go to the same ministry. So, of course, they know each other, and they were able to work work very closely uh, with each other without having the uh, – to get an okay – their level of training and trust was there that they just flowed together. Mm-hmm. Let me just ask a question. I just want to ask a question. So I think in 1 Corinthians, uh, maybe f- chapter 14, it talks about, well, let the prophets uh, prophesy two or two or three. H- how How is that supposed to work? Because I'm, I'm going away from where um, 
I started, but I'm going to ask the question. When it talks about uh, prophets, uh, prophecies, uh, let them prophesy, you know, two or three. How how is that to flow? How do, what, what do you how do you perceive that or see that happening? And why is it necessary? Well, I think it goes back to... Somebody's laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. I I just think it goes back to uh, the order. Um, Almost every system has a set of checks and balances. And I don't think that's any difference in... uh, in the the world of the spirit, the world of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we under, we understand for sure that the uh, written word has is without error, but because people can, um, what happened to my computer? Are you still there, <laughs> Saint? Yes. yes. My computer just went out. Um, but because. Uh, the Lord uses vessels that are marred us. You know, we have the uh, capability of uh, being in error, although the Holy Spirit is never um, uh, in error. And when two or three are uh, prophesying, you know, there is a opportunity, as you say, for a check and balance system or prophecies, bottom line, prophecies to be judged, isn't it? Yes. If if you're talking about interpreting a tongue, it is an interpretation and not a translation. So the understanding might be in part for one and in part for another that adds to and continues on, just like line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. So if you're talking about that, then you would have an interpretation that might not be complete except two or three speak. Then you have a prophecy that is in an understood language for the group. Yes. And and then if that's the case, then God may have two or three things to say, but he does not want anyone to take glory for themselves. And so he would give some here, there, here a little, there a little. And so they build on, and none of it is contrary to the Word of God. Right. Yes, yes. Uh, you were going to say something, somebody else? Um, this is a Prophet Bahati, um, Apostle, and, and I, I would say that, um, you know, my God, when you have a, a group of prophets getting together, it's automatically going to flow anyway. I mean, just like, you know, in the Old Testament with Saul, you know, when they when he went to go meet the other prophets and the Spirit of the Lord came upon Saul, and Saul started prophesying. You know, the Spirit came and he started prophesying amongst the prophets. 
And so, you know, when the gates of heaven are open and the prophecy is going forth, then it just it automatically flows. And so, if you have that gift of prophecy, then I believe that you know, even though that that that's also, that can also be an impartation as well, because there's there's different forms of, of impartation when we speak in in regards to the Holy Spirit. And so uh, with Saul, you know, it was just a case of him being amongst the prophets and mingling with the prophets, and he he received the same uh, pathetic uh, spirit to prophesy as they did. And so when you're in a meeting like that, because I've been in meetings like that several times, and when the Spirit of God, when God started moving and He's speaking to the prophet, it just really, really depends on. I think it really depends on the relationship that you have with the pastor of the church, of the of the church, because you know we're not to go in to disrupt anyone's service, to disrupt the church, and to be disobedient or be out of order. And so, if it depends on the relationship that you have with that with that particular person over, you know, that that's over, that's hosting, or that's that's in charge of, of the meeting at the time. And so, if you have a good relationship with them, and if they know you, that if they know that God is moving through you, and that God that you have the ability to flow that way, then they won't hinder it because they they believe that the Spirit of the Lord is upon you, so they'll flow with you. But if they don't know you and you're coming in, I think it's really out of order just to jump up in someone's service, and even if the Spirit is high, and to just start prophesying, and if, especially if they don't know you. True. Uh, so uh, as um, Pastor Earl uh, was saying in First Corinthians 14, it says, if any man speak in an unknown tongue, and let it be by two or at least by three, and that by course, and let one interpret. And um, so, um, of course, as we said, it must be by order, and um, there must be judgment concerning um, whether the prophecy is true. Uh, so let me, yes. Was somebody going to comment? Oh, that was just me. I was just, just agreeing with you. I was, I was just agreeing with you, Apostle. So I want to go back to the beginning of what I began to share about impartation. Um there in Indiana, have has that occurred there in Indiana? Of course, under Bishop Fonzer, I'm sure. Correct. Somewhat, yes. Yes. Yeah. When people uh, go forth in um, their call of ministry, if there's a laying on of hands. I mean, the service may not be called an impartation service, but there's laying on of hands. Yes, he has done that. Uh, have have you seen um, a difference? Something uh, is there a difference in the life, the spiritual life of an individual after that? Pastor Hickson, uh, did you have uh, hands laid on you under Bishop Bonzer's direction? Yes, and I was just going to mention that um, I did, and he told me that. Um, he was going to, I'm trying to think of exact words, but I think he said he was going to impart uh, his anointing or as the mantle or, or something to that effect. And um, I was aware that my confidence level increased. I had a different understanding of the word mm-hmm. after so I would say so. <laughs> and, and yourself, uh, Pastor? Uh, I remember the Sunday he was leaving, and uh, privately he laid hands on me, and then publicly he laid hands on the pastor and other ministers that had come out 
from under Bishop, and they clamored for laying on of hands. They told me later they got the church, but I got his double anointing. Mm. And so my ministry, according to others, has shifted and become different and more powerful when speaking. Okay, through impartation. Go go ahead, please. I can vouch for that. Prophet Bahati. Yes. Uh, Yes. The same thing happened with me, uh, uh, Pastor Walker. She's gone on, but she was she she imparted uh, her gifting to me, which was a well. I, I was born with the gift of prophecy, but she was she was also very strong in the, in the gift of prophecy because and she once she imparted that to me because I used to be really kind of still kind of shy and withdrawn and really didn't speak a lot. I couldn't tell that now because I speak so talk so much now. But no, really, I, I, yes. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I was always a behind-the-scenes type of person. I never wanted to be be in ministry, out, you know, in, in the leadership part of ministry. And after that impartation, she taught me how to pray. She taught me so many things, you know, and I just, I really saw my life really changing. And it just, I just from that moment on, on, it just, it has just been a phenomenal phenomenal uh life changing experience for me. Uh for you know people that know me now to see me and when I you know every time I open my mouth I'm always speaking about Jesus or something. But the just the gifting that God has given me, just the gift of prophecy within itself, because that's something and I'm very careful about it even to now, but I can remember when uh, President Obama, before he was elected, she had prophesied that he was going to win two terms. And to be honest with you, I really didn't believe it. I didn't believe it, but she had prophesied it, and, and it actually happened. And so she was very strong in the gift of prophecy. Amen. Is that uh, necessary? Is that impart- is there impartation awaiting you for anything else? Just one moment. Okay. Elder Shank, David yes. Shank. Oh. David Shank. Yes. So after laying on of hands, has anything? Have you seen anything change? Uh, my level of awareness has always been very high since uh, since I came to the Lord in 1976. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, The early part was uh, different than most because when we were in the assembly, uh, I I knew beforehand through the Holy Ghost who was going to uh, prophesy and who was going to interpret, Mm -hmm. uh, which is one well, one thing that happened so that there was a judgment about the uh, prophecy and the interpretation beforehand. And uh, the level of discernment and uh, and just the... Uh, ability to uh, be still and let God 
show me what he's going to show me uh, has been strong ever since uh, I had hands laid on me back in 1980, I believe it was. Amen. Amen. Professor uh, Patricia, are you on the call? I am, and your question is about the laying on of hands. Yes, about um, uh, impartation. Has have you seen a spiritual difference and enhanced any enhancements? I, I have, I have, and um, yes, I, I have. I feel like I've received a um, spiritual impartation from my um, spiritual father, um, and yes, I, I afterwards. Even after the ordination, I um, the gift of prophecy um, was stronger and more accurate, and just even the knowledge and and I, I've I've definitely I've definitely benefited from an impartation. Yes. Amen. Um, let me uh, ask myself that question. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the reason why I ask that is because uh, last night in the service. Pastor Patricia and uh, Elder Shank were uh, there, and uh, the man of God, uh, you know, laid his hand on me, and uh, you know, I was ready to receive, and um, well, you know, the power of the Lord, you know, just laid me out on the floor, and I couldn't get up, and I tried. And I felt some heat on my forehead. Yeah. And that's something significant, spiritually significant for me. And this is the reason why. There was a woman of God that was present there last night, about two weeks or so ago, and um, said that the Lord had showed her spiritually you know, an angel carrying me in a giant eagle supermarket and whatever. And my wife and I came to uh, this service. Now, I'm talking about a different service, not last night. My wife and I came to this service just about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And um, she was saying that the uh, the Lord had said that this angel had went forth to prepare the way for where God wanted to take me. But... And she drew her fingers across my forehead. She said, but, but and I, I'm paraphrasing now because I don't remember verbatim, that uh, I was hindering something in, in the way I, I was hindering the move of God in the way I was thinking. So last night, <laughs> uh, I, I the message was about fire, if you will. He preached from... Yeah, Elijah and uh, Mount Carmel, you know, First Kings chapter 18, Holy Ghost and fire. Mm-hmm. And uh, I felt the fire on my forehead, nowhere else on my body, yeah. but right on my forehead. And uh, um, I believe and I received that when I got up, that my thinking had changed. And mm-hmm. a lot of the things that I thought were right in church life, etc. All those things that were not 
uh, all those ways, uh, my thought life that was in error, I believe God corrected it. And, and I'm quite sure there's more things to, for him to show me. But I'm just saying, you know, through laying on of hands, you know, um, I felt the fire of God upon my forehead. And uh, I felt some, I say, mm, it was, it was, it was powerful, and uh, I've heard people say I've I've um, been slain in the spirit before, but I could get up. But last night I couldn't get up until I was released to get up, and um, uh, through the impar impartation. Um, since I'm talking about that, um, um. I'm so glad that, uh, and what was said to me last night, that I stepped out. Um, yeah. uh, pastor Hicks and I was uh, a pastor in a church for 22 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a church that was run by a deacon board, and et cetera, and et cetera. And um, in 2011, for a whole month, I felt, well, I felt the fire of God. I, I just felt, um, oh God, a great, uh, warm, warm, hot feeling upon me every day for about thirty days. Because I never thought I would ever leave there. I thought that you know God was going to change them, mm-hmm. and what God did, He changed me and sent me out, released me out, and I. It was not easy until I realized it was God's plan for me, and I had no problem. And the thing about it, amen, um, I think in these past years since then, I think that was one of the greatest decisions I ever made, which brings me to the fact that um, uh, Abraham, Abram had to do that leaving or the Chaldees. Mm-hmm. Uh, to leave his father's house that that was a great uh decision in his life that and of course you know uh sacrificing his son but a lot of times you know we cannot arrive into a spiritual place until we depart from a religious place or a, a place of comfortability uh so anyway i've i've went off and talked Anybody want to say anything or share anything? No, you said that for a reason. Uh, I I received what you said. Uh, it was not intentional, but um, well, we're we're talking about following the Holy Ghost. So. Amen. Thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes. Amen. It was it was um. Uh, there is a um. There's a new movie out. Uh, new uh, reality show that's out called Preach. Have you heard about it? No. I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring this back into the uh, conversation. There's a new uh, uh, reality show that uh, I think Lifetime or something is uh, getting ready to produce in June called Preach. It's about four prophetic ladies here in the state of Ohio. Yes, yes, yes I have. Yes. Two of them are here in Cleveland. And one of them uh, was um, ministering at the church that I was at, that I left, that was there for 22 years. 
and she said something that was very uh, true and very strategic that I think she said this around 2009 that uh, the Lord has began to change the way I fought um, um, spiritually and whatever. He was shifting me and so on and so forth. That was Prophet Kelly uh, Cruz. And um, it was so true. But uh, it's it's amazing, saints, that um, you can get stuck in a place. Um, I, and I and I'm, I'm just testifying now <clears throat> because I think that uh, when I was there, uh, perhaps there were many times I was not relying on the power of God. Maybe I was relying on my own ability or my own desires for change. But um, you cannot change uh, people that are rooted in religion and rooted in uh, religious symbolisms and uh, traditions and whatever, and who have their mind made up. And, uh, you know, as we seek God and, and approach God about situations, uh, we find out, you know, as we get closer to God about why people are acting and doing things, God ends up changing us. And uh, he, he'll give us an instruction. And uh, God gave me instruction. I thank Prophet Patricia. Aren't you glad I stepped out? Now, I know she's yeah. got to go. I know she's got to go through the process of going, <laughs> getting off a of mute, and I'm just being uh, uh, silly about it. Um, so, uh, and and that was the word last night that the man of God even said. That he looked at me and said, the Lord said, he, you stepped out or whatever. And um, I'm so glad because I've I've uh, I've seen God in a way, known God in a way that I never knew Him before. Yeah. And um, and of course, if you go back to the life of Abram, Abraham he would have the same testimony. Uh, so, you know, and and the, and the thing about it, uh, Pastor Earl, can I say this to you? Yes. <laughs> I'm 62 years old. Okay. And, uh, and the reason why I say that is because years ago I would think that, you know, when you got this age, well, you know, it's, it's maybe almost all over and whatever. Ooh. But it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like uh, God gives you a, a new life. He refreshes you, and um, I, it's 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 like Moses. It's like Moses. I think Daisy's even applauding this. It's like uh, uh, Moses who had three intervals in his life. You know, he had the first forty years, the second forty years, and then the third forty years. And I, I believe I'm in my uh, third trimester. Okay. And God is, um, it's, it, you know, it's life is so full of life now, so full of joy. Yes. And, and uh, peace that I've really never experienced since I've been, since I've been saved. All because I made a step of faith. It's not supposed to be hard. Amen. It's it's supposed to be a walk. And when we walk and rest in his arms and yeah. take his yoke 
upon us. He will say to us, his way is easy and his burdens are light. That's it. So when when we step out on faith, it may hurt because of the familiarity that we're leaving, but it has to be what he wants that's going to make it so much better and more relaxed. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yes. Excuse me. I, I was talking to an individual the other day, and and they had seen me in distress, and they said that uh, I I looked more content now, and I had to chuckle because they have no understanding <laughs> of why or where or what is transpiring. And uh, when your decision is is complete in your mind, and all you got to do then is follow His timeline, you can be happy in the Lord. Amen. Peace. Amen. Amen. And um, one of the things about it, when you step out in faith, you're not um, you're not subject to the uh, Bondages of the, the expectation of man. Nope. You're not, you know, and and that's that's liberating in itself because the fear of man is a snare. Yeah. Uh, when you're um, operating in the the religious way, the traditional way, you always it's it's always a man. It's always flesh, a fleshly situation that you you seem to be trying to appease. Trying to make everybody happy, and uh, which is which is totally crazy, totally ridiculous. And when you step out in faith, when you walk in the spirit, when you do that, make that walk, as you said, there's only one person you want to please, and that's God. Yep. And life becomes so simple when we get to that place. Anybody want to share anything else uh, tonight? Um, as I said, in October, we're looking to have a uh, affirmation and um, confirmation uh, service here in uh, Cleveland. And uh, we certainly uh, want to say a preliminary, uh, give a preliminary invite to you, Pastor Hickson, to come up Thank here and, and see us and meet us and fellowship with us. Yeah, wonderful. But um, anybody else have anything else that you want to share? Yeah, Apostle, I would like to say that um, as you were giving your testimony, um, I had to put my phone on mute because I was kind of chuckling a little bit, but I could remember when I had got back in church again, and uh, the Lord was, you know, was really, really dealing with me, and um, I I had got prayer, and, and uh, I was slain in the spirit, and they had to. I was in the spirit all through the service. I could hear everything. I could feel people touching me, but I couldn't. I couldn't move. It was like I was in a coma. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't move. I couldn't get up. I couldn't do it. So they asked after the service was over. I was still in the state, and they had to actually just carry me out of the church. They had to carry me out. I couldn't walk or anything. So I, my friend took me home, and I really don't know how she even got me in the house. But she and I went and laid down for the, all of the afternoon. 
I was just in the state and uh, tried to go back to church that night. I was still sort of like in it. I was kind of coming out of it, but it's, this went on for maybe about six six hours, and it went. It happened. I mean, I stayed in that state for uh, I know at least maybe four, five, or six days. It was just it was a beautiful, beautiful state. But I was just in so much peace and so much happiness, and I believe that God was like really preparing me because maybe about a few months later is when I had my first heart attack. And, uh, you know, I had my first heart attack. And I, I believe God was really, really, because I hadn't been in church for maybe about seven months when I had my first heart attack. And But the the funny thing about it is that the people in the church, they were laughing at me because they had to carry me out. And so they were laughing. I think they thought I was faking, but I wasn't. And then after that happened, the next Sunday, the church mother, God slayed her in the spirit, and she was out, and they had to carry her out. And so it just started, just sort of, sort of, just started like a domino effect. And this was happening to, you know, just various people that was in the church. And as you were speaking and talking about that, I can remember various times that it's happened to me. But that particular time, but it, it, it happened, it was such a long period of time, I didn't really know that a person could be slain and be out for that long period of time, but it was a beautiful experience. But I, and after that, I, my life really just started changing, and God just really transformed my life. And just it, it was just a beautiful experience, and you know. But the fact that they were laughing at me, I guess they thought it was funny or whatever. But uh, every time He would do something with me, it seemed like He would do it with me, and then it would just transform me. It would just go to someone else the next Sunday or the Sunday after. Then it would happen to somebody else in the church. Hmm. Interesting. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Um, 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 Pastor Earl, you have anything else you want to say? Um, uh, Elder Hickson is with me uh, right now, and he has something to say. Good evening, sir. Good uh, evening, sir. Anyone else? <clears throat> I was listening. It was very good. I enjoyed what I was hearing, uh, and I was enjoying the testimonies and experiences that lived in people that testified that they had. But the thing that's in my spirit that 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 touches me real easy is that God has given this gifts. He has given them unto us. And I'm looking at like that and I'm looking back in the scriptures where he say, Take my yoke upon you. Yes. He said, and learn, learn of me. And I believe in a certain area that we are actually not going deep enough in his yoke. Take my yoke upon him and learn. I think that there's a more clown in there that moves like a leaf on an onion, how that you, as you go, and start peeling it off. Now at a certain point, you'll be a great maturity of, it may burn your eyes, but it's just the power that is given off. And this is what God does. He said, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. So therefore, Jesus said, it is he that is in me that doeth the work. Yes. And I'm looking at this. I'm really looking at this. Um, one reason, and I wanted to, I wanted to uh, ask some of the elders to look at that and put a good study on it, and look at it and find out these things that Jesus told us when He told them to go into the upper room when He went to Jerusalem. 
said, but I want you to wait. Wait. I want you to wait there. And he said that power from on high was going to do something. And I think that's what we need to do. We need to go back and watch it again because God has given us all the ingredients. But I think we need to go back and check some of them. And I believe that when we check them and begin to start crucifying our flesh more and let the Spirit of God come and have His way. Yes. And that's what He said. He said, the Holy Ghost, He doeth the work. Amen. Amen. And I, just, I just feel that we've been reaching for this a long, a long time. And back in the days of my old, I remember when they fasted, when they fasted, when a demon or unclean spirit or anything coming in lust and eyes looking wide at the girls, that the power of God just manifests and just moves. But those people stay before God. And when they stay before God, they stay that that flesh couldn't be number die. Mm-hmm. And I think we need a good gift of that. Yeah. And then watch then watch how God moves. Let us see how God moves. Because he said, It is he that's in me. It is he that's in me. It's come the Holy Ghost. It is he that's in me. And I think we need to look at that. And once we look at that, I think the manifestation of God would take place boldly and powerfully. And I believe if we look at it and we get it together and we turn around and get ourselves together, not fight against one another on gifts, not taking one gift and saying that gift is larger than mine, that's the one I want. Right. We got to come out of that canality area of that, and we got to come to the point of getting what God gives us and use it. And I believe when we get there, we are connect together as a body, and then we draw over each other. We draw over each other. We pray for each other. The love comes in and locks itself together. The power of God moves. And walls begin to fall down. Amen. 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 Learn to me. Learn the way of the Spirit. Learn the way of Jesus. Anyone I else has a comment? Uh, Pastor Hickson, uh, Professor Hardy, Elder David Shank, Professor Woodruff. Anyone else have anything else want? Anything else they want to share? Just uh, agree with Pastor Earl that uh, <coughs> life is so much easier when you follow the Spirit. Amen. Who, who was that? Was that uh, okay. Pastor Cheryl? Yes, sir. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> She's in another room. <laughs> What's that? I, I didn't hear that. What's that? She's in another room. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, go ahead. You you had uh, received an email from me. Is that right, Apostle? No, I haven't. Not recently. No, I mean the last one. 
the last one I sent you had a, a an attachment? Um, yes. Uh, let me let me take a look. If I have the time to take a look here. Okay. As a matter of fact, I was about to send you one tonight after I got off the call. That would be fine. But uh, let me. Um, uh, what were you going to say about it, though? Uh, all I'm saying is, uh, when when you start freeing yourself up for God's direction, uh, you have a whole new life, just like you were saying, and uh, it becomes a more exciting walk with Him uh, if you can uh, appreciate the roller coaster ride that he takes you on. So the the hills and valleys and uh, the rest and relaxation is is something that is seen on you but they don't understand what they're looking at. And so it's an inner knowing that you're at peace with your Lord. Yes. Yes, you're at peace with me, Amen. Amen. Sir, I don't see I don't see the email from you, but um, you can call me after this is over. Okay. Um, well, we thank the Lord, Amen, again for uh, the call last night. Just want to share this uh, very quickly. Last night, I brought in a revivalist that's here in the uh, city of Cleveland. And um, um, it was an all, God really uh, poured out his love upon his people last night, like I haven't seen in a long time. And so we give him glory, honor, and praise. And uh, we thank God, amen, for... Um, you that are on the call tonight uh, I guess uh, Since I left work in March I guess I'm going to have to come there to uh, Indiana see you guys <laughs> I, 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 I see Pastor Hickson on, Through Facebook I see a face Elder no. Hickson I'm, I'm not sure if I see you on there I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to search for you, yeah. are you I, guess, right I guess you're there somewhere I have to find you <laughs> Yeah, I'm mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, But if there's nothing else, uh, thank you, uh, uh, Professor Mahadi, and everybody that's uh, come on. Thank you for your time. Uh, pray for us. Um, the Lord answered a prayer concerning healing um, just yesterday, and um, um, we thank God even for all the ministry gifts that as you all have said, uh, that are all important and nothing greater than anything. Well, there is one gift. There is one ministry gift that's greater than the rest, and that's love. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> and so we thank God for that. So I'm just going to ask um, uh, Elder Hickson, would you just kind of dismiss us with prayer, please? Yes, sir. Father God, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we do thank you and we give you the glory. And we give you the honor, Lord God. And we give you praise. Lord, we love you. And we thank you, Lord God, that you have thought about us and you have brought us where we come from. And Lord God, you're still carrying us. You're still taking us up. 
and we thank you. Lord God, we thank you. We ask you to just open up the heaven, Lord God, and the veins that you have for us be pulled out on us, oh God. Lord God, and that the men and women that in the world, that they may see the good works within us. Lord God, and we thank you, Lord God, that there be a change in their lives. In Jesus' name, and we thank you. Bless all the leaders, Lord. Bless them. Open the revelations of that interpretation, God. Lord, let us begin to agree together and see things move. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 Thank you all for your, your time. Amen for your input. Amen. You have a blessed evening. And, um, Pastor, or you can respond to me um, or call me. Okay. God bless you. Good night. God bless you. Good night. Good night.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.